Hello everybody, welcome back to Dom and Jimbo's Album Swap episode number 95. This episode we've got two albums we're going to talk about. Um, we're recording in sunny New Jersey. Yeah, sunny. Um, Sunny's an overstatement. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, we're uh, on location today, I guess. Um, we're finally touring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, uh, the first album we're going to talk about is uh, one by the band Ghost, which was a band that you said that you had recently gotten into. Yeah. They've been around for about 10 years now, Mm -hmm. or more. Um, Their, I guess, album or EP or something, Message from the Clergy. So how did you uh, tell us about your history with this album? Yeah, I was. I think I was saying last time too. I was kind of. I, I've known about them for a while, and I always kind of wanted to check them out, but I just never did. The whole and, and at first, the whole get up with the guy dressed up. I guess the singer dressed up like, uh, like he does, and makeup and all stuff. I thought it was a little. I'm not gonna say you know I've liked some crazy stuff before in my life, so I'm not gonna say it's over the top or even wrong to do. But I don't know. It just seemed a little campy to me, so I was like, eh. You know, I'll check them out at some point. But then I saw all like the like American Music Awards and Grammy buzz they were getting and I was like, hmm, like when mainstream not that mainstream media is a good thing all the time, but I was just surprised that the mainstream media music media had kind of caught on to them. So I was like, Yeah, hey, you know what, I'll give them a listen now, see what happens and I wound up liking a lot of their stuff, but I wound up liking this album. Probably the most out of what I you know, I had listened to so far. Um, I think their guitar work is really good. I think the I think the singer is interesting sounding, um, and I did. I just kind of liked this album, so I thought I'd recommend it. Something new to me, you know, new to us, I guess. So um, even though they've been around for ten years, but yeah, I, I wound up liking this a lot. So uh, Dominic, let's start with you. What did you think of this album? I thought it was pretty good. I'm not very familiar with uh, Ghosts' music. Um, I know that they kind of have like a hard rock, heavy metal thing going on. Um, they, uh, you know, they they do a lot of like theatrical stuff. They have a lot of lyrics about like the occult and the devil and stuff. Um, I like the album though. There's a lot of like synthy stuff going on though. Yeah. Um, kind of like almost like Van Halen esque. Mm. Um, at some parts uh, I know the song Mary on a Cross which there's there, the last track on this album is a slowed and reverbed version of the song Mary on a Cross which is a TikTok thing I know that song got very popular on TikTok but I never really heard it um, until I listened to this album um, but that song is pretty good I'm not I'm I'm I guess that is another track on this album, so I'll say I'm not a very big fan of the slowed and reverbed version in comparison to the normal version. Mm. But, you know, I mean, whatever. Uh, the song Spillways was okay. I kind of liked that song. Um, the song Call Me Little Sunshine uh, was a little bit uh, cheesy, I guess you could say, mm. but it did kind of play into the, like, the dramatics of the band. Um, on this album. The song Square Hammer was probably my favorite on the album. I thought that song was fantastic. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, probably the song where the synths best complement everything else. Um, the song Dance Macabre uh, was okay. I wasn't a huge fan of that one. But then the song uh, Year Zero was another one of my favorites on the album. Mm. Um, but yeah, it is sort of a short little album. I think it might... I th- the, I think it might be like a compilation of like non-album singles that they had released. Yeah, I don't um, think I realized that at the time, but you might be right. Yeah. Sorry, I think. Across the years, what did you say? <clears throat> Sorry, I have something in my throat. Um, which is fine, I think. I think we were allowed to do that in this podcast, right? I mean, anything goes. As yeah, long as it's more or less. Yeah. We try not to do any like just standard greatest hits albums. Mm-hmm. Because it is an album-based podcast, but I mean, I think this is an album of, you know, kind of, I guess, rarities or B-sides or something like that, so, and I didn't, honestly, I didn't realize that when I listened to it, but uh, it, it looks like that is the case, so, yeah. but, you know, it's all fairly new, or at the very worst, reworked uh, songs of theirs, so, you know, it's not bad. Yeah. So, well, what do you think of it in total? What would you give it as a grade? Um... I would I would probably give it like a B plus. I feel like it was pretty good and consistent the whole way through. Yeah. Um, yeah. I want to say before like, the guitar work is really interesting on it. Like sometimes it get sometimes it actually gets a little too too much almost, like too flashy. Flashy solo kind of stuff that I don't it's not that I don't ever, but I don't always like like as much. Um, it depends, and the guitar player is really good. Like I can hear the talent in him, but you know, otherwise it, it seems a little much sometimes. But other than that, like I really like the flow, and like you said, I, I dig the synthesizer to guitar ratio. Sometimes is, is I think it's pretty good, mm-hmm. and it's dramatic. And I I know I tend towards that type of music, so that's probably why I liked it. But um, anyway, oh, that's pretty good. B plus. I'm happy with that. So uh, Daniel, what do you think of this uh, Ghost album? I think I have similar thoughts on it to Dominic. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about the first thing, which is the... Uh, I like the first song, Mary on a Cross. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't understand... Well, I, I understand, I think, the reason why they put the slow and reverb thing on because they kind of wanted to pad out the runtime of this EP experimental album or whatever it is. Um, but... I, I, I want to say I don't really understand what the big fuss has been made about over the past few years about slowed and reverbed music. Mm-hmm. It's like a huge thing on YouTube, like people yeah. remixing songs to be slowed and reverbed. I mean, I know it. I know it's like a TikTok thing for most songs. Like mm-hmm. they'll like do like TikTok videos with that. Yeah. Uh, in the background. And it's, it sounds cool, I guess. I don't know. I don't really like it. And I don't really like artists playing into that. Sometimes they'll do slowed and reverbed, but other artists, like uh, Steve Lacey, mm-hmm. um, he released a song called Bad Habit, which I like. Um, but he released like a sped up version of it also, which like, I guess it, it's not like it ruins the song, but it's like, he also like gets mad that like people only like know that song from TikTok. And it's like, but you kind of played into that, didn't you? 
mm-hmm. by releasing yeah. the whole sped up version. Yeah, it's yeah, it's kind of been a thing for a long time to do <clears throat> quote unquote alternate versions of your own hit, you know, your own songs, yeah. whether yeah. it hits or not. Like I know, I know Jack White. I think on the album before last had a song that he did two different ways on the same album. I know Guns N' Roses did that on Use Your Illusion. Um, they did a ver- two different versions of Don't Cry on each album. One was yeah. al- one was the same, but alternate lyrics. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, I mean, they like to play around with their own stuff sometimes, I, I think, too. I know that's a big thing. And I don't mind artists experimenting with their music. It's just I really don't understand the whole slow and reverb trend. Um, but, yeah, I mean, as a whole, this album was pretty good. I don't think there was a... I'll say about this album, it wasn't a great album, mm-hmm. but I think it was a good, like, appetizer for this band. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm looking to get into this band, I can listen to this and then sort of decide whether I like this kind of music or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, this album sort of did its sort of did its job because part of its job is just to be a good album. And it did that too. But it did the job of me wanting to listen to more of this band. Right. Um, and yeah, that was the, that was the feeling I, I got. I mean, this album's very short and, you know, as a, as a podcaster, I appreciate that. <laughs> um, but yeah, both, both of these albums were pretty short. Yeah. Um, this week, but it did leave me kind of wanting more, but I guess if this is just like an experimental, album project thing is that what EP stands for? experimental no, no it's extended, extended, play. extended play oh okay and then there's LP which is long play long play okay um, I never knew what EP stood for and it almost doesn't make sense to call it an extended play if it's shorter than other albums but that comes from when record oh. albums were big and it was like extended play meant it was longer than a single yeah but because they would put out a lot of 45 singles back in the day and that's what that meant at the time. Now it sounds a little ridiculous because EPs are shorter than regular yeah. albums usually. But, you know, that's why. But Yeah, I... I, I yeah, I know this is like an experimental project album full of singles that they released and they re-released it into an album. And that's fine, but yeah, it did kind of leave me wanting more from this band, which is yeah. kind of a good thing. Yeah. I would give it... Probably a B minus because, okay. yeah, the songs were all good. I also don't know if I thought there was a great song on this album either. Mm. But I mean, probably my favorite song was "Mary on a Cross." Mm-hmm. If I had to pick a least favorite, I would say "Call Me Little Sunshine." That was just the least memorable one. Okay. But yeah, I mean, I don't have a whole lot to say on this album. It is pretty short. Um, and yeah, I mean, but it, it did part of its job, which was leaving me wanting more of this band and wanting to go check out more of their projects. So, right. Cool. Yeah, that's a good right. thing. B minus, B plus, got an average of a B. I'm definitely happy with that. And uh, now we're going to go to Dominic's album, which was 1988 release from They Might Be Giants called Lincoln. Mm-hmm. So uh, give us a little background on why you chose this. Yeah, uh, They Might Be Giants is um, kind of a legendary band in a lot of ways. They have sort of found their way into a lot of people's 
uh, musical diets, I guess at one point or another. They have like a lot of uh, a lot of like songs that like I think kids were yeah. are like aware of. They did like a whole album for kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and like a lot of those songs, like, you know, I am a paleontologist or, uh, Istanbul, mm-hmm. not Constantinople, stuff like that. Um, yeah, but I think they don't get enough credit as just being like a really good band, mm-hmm. uh, in their early days, like their self-titled album, which was their first album. And then this album and, uh, uh, what was that one after that? Um, Flood. Uh, which had, like, Birdhouse in Your Soul on it, which was, like, their first, like, pretty bi- big uh, hit song. Um, but I, and, I think... And Off this album was pretty popular. Yeah, it, was, and, uh, it had a video on MTV, and it, it, I don't yeah. know how what, you know how far up in the charts it went at all, but I, that's the only yeah. song I definitely knew off this album. But yeah, definitely in terms of, like, alternative rock and pop in the late 80s and early 90s, they were certainly... Um, really influential and kind of ahead of the curve in certain ways Mm. um but yeah i just think this is a really good and consistent show of their strengths Mm. um as a band so cool i'm gonna go to uh daniel first what did you think of lincoln you know it's funny i actually used to hate they might be giants when i was a kid because they made this one song as a kid that scared me and it was called i think it was called older or something and it goes like you're older than you've ever been and now you're even older. oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> i hated that song it scared me so <laughs> bad as a kid so yeah. i hated they might be giants for years um but yeah i, I like the now and i like this album a lot um <clears throat> i like there's a lot of bands in like the late 80s early 90s with like that singer who has the kind of like high-pitched voice you know, I, I kind of grouped them with R.E.M. I was going to say that. This, if, if I could compare this to anything, it's a little bit R.E.M.-like, but not yeah. not the same, though. Yeah, because both of those singers have, like, a higher-pitched voice. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that as much in music, honestly. I like lower-pitched voices in music. Um, but I, I don't mind it in this album. Um, it definitely fits into, like, there's, like, a kind of subgenre of music that people refer to as, like, geek rock. Uh-huh. Mm. That, like, this, and, like, um, it's hard to, like, like the presidents of the United States. Mm-hmm. Weezer. Is Weezer geek Weezer, rock? kind yeah. of, yeah. Yeah, I, that's one of the things I hate about Weezer. I hate Rivers Cuomo's voice. <laughs> really? Yeah. Is R.E.M. grouped into that category, or are they just... I think occasionally, like, some of their more, like, like, it's the end of the world as we mm-hmm. know it and stuff like that. Okay. But I think they're taken a little bit more seriously a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah. and I don't mind R.E.M. I like R.E.M. a lot, actually. Right. And I think, I think just they might be giants and R.E.M. do it better than Weezer. But, um, yeah, uh, this was a pretty good album. I wouldn't say it was a great album. Um, I Yeah, I find myself always not liking the whole almost sort of nasally singing mm-hmm. they do. But, yeah, I mean, as an entire, uh, like, project, it's pretty good. Um, I do appreciate that he can also go lower. Yeah. He he has that sort of range, which is nice, and which is something you don't see in those other bands. But, um, yeah, I'd say 
Mm, I liked Anna and G and Anna Ang is the way I say it. Yeah, Anna Ang, and I liked. I really liked the first four songs. Mm-hmm. Anna Ang, Cowtown, Lie Still, Little Bottle, Purple Toupee, Cajun Aquarium was fine, but it wasn't great. My least favorite song probably Santa's Beard. <laughs> I I didn't love that song. Mr. Me wasn't great either. Oh, really? Yeah. I like that song. I wasn't a big fan. I liked uh, Snowball in Hell mm-hmm. um, and Kiss Me, Son of God. I love I've that. heard that, I love song that song before. Yeah, I think it might be. I think that was a minor hit, they said. like I think it got on like college radio. and Which is one of their top five most played songs on Spotify, if you look at it, I think. Which is weird, because you said Anna Ang was the hit off this album, but I've never I think it's more of a recent... In my life. It's more of a recent thing, like, people kind of discovered that song again. Because oh, okay. it is a very... I love that song a lot, yeah. and it is a very clever song. Mm-hmm. I also like um, They Only Need a Crane, yeah. and um, Pencil Rain. Mm-hmm. Pencil um, Rain is one of my favorites on the album. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, overall, most of the songs are fine. There were a few, I'd say my favorite is probably Lice, no, Anna, Anna Ang is probably my favorite. No, maybe Kiss Me, Son of God, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Kind of, those three are kind of... You're going to tie the first kind of? Yeah. Yeah. I'd probably say Kiss Me, Son of God is my favorite if pressed, but mm-hmm. yeah, those three are all very good songs. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I would say I delved deeper into They Might Be Giants, but I actually, I know a lot of They Might Be Giants songs already. Yeah. Uh, Birdhouse in Your Soul is one of my favorite songs, like, ever. Mm. So, yeah, uh, as far as grade goes, I'd probably give it a B plus. It's just a perfectly solid album. Cool. Yeah, nice. What did you think, Dad? I liked it, and I've kind of always liked They Might Be Giants in a kind of a, of a peripheral way. Like, I never, I don't think I've ever listened to a whole They Might Be Giants album. Um, I just kind of always thought they were a fun little group of guys. And I'm glad I got to listen to this whole album, because it definitely makes me... Like, there are definitely songs on this that, like, almost took me by surprise in certain ways. Like, I gotta say, my favorite on this album might be Cowtown, because... I just love that it's it's almost kind of heavy, mm-hmm. but it's also kind of their sound also. Like it's it keeps the it keeps the almost like you know nice vocals in it and it it does all that, but it's kind of got a heavy background to it. And I was like, wow, I wasn't expecting that. Is the big yeah. thing, and I love when a band or an album in its own does that because it's like it's unexpected. It's if it's unexpected and good, <laughs> you know. I remember I listened to a They Might Be Giants song when I was younger because I always thought of them before as like more of like just a pop, like weirdo pop band than anything mm-hmm. else. But there's a song off of Flood, the album after this, called Your Racist Friend. Yeah. Um, I've heard that actually. Which is, uh, yeah, it's, but it's a very like rock song and it's almost like mm-hmm. kind of heavy chugging guitars. Yeah. In the song. Yeah, and that's what they did on Cowtown, kind of, and I kind yeah. of liked it. It was almost not even heavy chugging. It was it was almost like real noisy guitar yeah. work on it, which I thought was interesting and different. It's very eclectic. Yeah. Sound palette on this album. Yeah, I liked I liked that, and kind of similar to what Daniel said, I liked the first four songs a lot, 
Um, the two songs after that, what was it? Yeah, the two songs after that, Cajun Aquarium and Where Your Eyes Don't Go, were they were fine. They were like, there's nothing. I didn't find any songs I disliked for sure. Mm-hmm. There was not not one song on this album that I was like, yeah, this isn't good. I don't like this. It was either pretty decent or good, and one or two like better than good. Um, I've always liked Anna Hang. I always thought that was a good song. It's kind of those, one of those earworm songs that when you hear it, you're gonna be singing it for a few days in the back of your head. Um, which is kind of cool. I really like Cowtown. Probably, I don't know. Cowtown might be my number, might be my number one, or Pencil Rain. I like that a lot. Um, and I like the last two songs on the album a lot: Snow, Snowboard, Snowball in Hell, and Kiss Me, Son of God. Um, but I don't know. T- towards my taste, I think I definitely liked uh, Cowtown the best. Mm. But there was a lot of good songs on there, and there was a lot of like decent songs on there. You know, like I said, nothing that I was like, oh, this is terrible. So that's always good. Um, I think I would give it a B, not not so much a B plus, because some of it was kind of medium. You know, like I said, not bad. And there weren't more great songs or good songs than there were average songs. So, but there were enough good songs where I think it would boost it up to like about a B to me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would definitely give it a B. That's good. Good right. Thank you. B and yeah. B plus. Yeah, we had a good week this week. For a special road tour yeah. edition from the Jersey Shore. We'll be in Oklahoma next week. No, we won't. Maybe but, you'll no. be. I won't be. Uh, Even if we were doing a tour, I wouldn't go to Oklahoma. <laughs> uh, I was going to say B and B plus average is B divided by B times. B and a half. B and a half. <laughs> so, yeah, pretty good. So this week we'll have uh, Daniel will be uh, suggesting an album. I'm sure all of my little fangles will be very fangles. He came up with a name before he ever had any, really. That's oh, funny. That's not nice. I'm sure he has some. <laughs> I'm sure I have. I'm sure there are some fangles out there. Yeah. But um, do you got yours ready, or do you need? I got. I okay, got. you can go first then. So I'll I'll say this uh, this artist is kind of a guilty pleasure artist for this because. I know his his music is kind of stupid, um, and it's almost uh, Tom McDonald. Ah, uh, no, um, I don't think Tom McDonald will ever make an appearance on this podcast, except maybe for now. Yeah, maybe, but is that a dare? Uh, <laughs> go listen to Tom McDonald, Dad, and see if you want to recommend recommend him. Um, maybe we'll. Yeah, I know. Is I don't think it's stupid in the way that Tom McDonald's music is stupid, but it's like. And it's sort of become like a joke in the past decade or so. So I'm going to recommend an album from the artist Rick Astley. Mm. Um, his album, Whatever You Need Somebody, okay. which the has the song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, has, it has that one. I, I mean, it's I, don't beca- I don't think he's become a joke necessarily. I think he's, it's just become like a, I would call it more of a fad or like a, you know. He was definitely a one-hit one. He was definitely one hit wonder, and he was the guy that everyone that was around during the time, including me, before we saw him on MTV, everyone thought he was black. Really? <laughs> yeah. That was the thing back then. Everyone, because he's got that deep baritone voice, yeah. and it's like similar to like a lot of, I guess, R and B, you know, pop R and B stuff from pretty much any time. I guess I can sort of understand that. 
I think, you know, it has get, never going to give you up on here, which I'm sure everyone knows. Yeah. I'm sure everyone in the world knows. I'm pretty sure. Um, but it's got sort of an underrated banger or two on here, you know what I mean? Cool. Um, so there are places that categorize him as blue-eyed soul, which is one of the funnier yeah. genre categorization, categorizations yeah. I've heard before. Yeah, definitely. Oddly definitely. enough, though, like I understand and I can probably think of a few artists I should today. Yeah, no, the, it's definitely like a thing. Yeah. But uh, I just think it's it's funny to call it blue-eyed soul. Yeah. Just, I don't know. So um, I'll go next. I got, um, it's funny, we were just talking about this band in particular and um, one of the people in it. And it was funny because it was on my short list of things to uh, recommend. So I said, hey, now's as good a time as any. So I'm going to recommend this week the uh, 2019 release. I think it was their last or latest release. Um, I'm not sure if they're doing any more albums because it's kind of a collaboration. So it's the uh, the Claypool Lennon Delirium is the name of the band. It's Les Claypool from Primus and and uh, Sean Lennon, John Lennon's son. Um, and their 2019, the last album they put out, uh, South of Reality. Um, I like this band a lot. I think they put out three albums, maybe four, I don't remember. But um, I've always liked Les Claypool. He's one of the best bass players I've ever heard. His, his singing is very unique. I will never say it's good, but it's very unique. Um, and Sean Lennon's just like, if you look at his body of work, nothing he did really ever got famous famous. But you know, living in the shadows of your father is another thing. And B, like he just seems to go, he seems to go another direction than his father did, which is good, and which is something his father would have done also. He, his father definitely did think outside the box a lot, so that really fits into what uh, Sean does a lot of times. He's, I know Sean's released some solo albums, and he's done like a lot of different projects, and he seems like he's done a lot of movie soundtracks, so he's kind of kept in the background a lot. I know he toured with this band for a little while, Les Claypool, uh, the Claypool, Lennon Delirium. Um, they toured once or twice, so we did that a little longer. But I just, I listened to this album, I listened to almost all of uh, the Claypool Delirium's uh, output, and they, uh, and I liked a lot of it. I just like that funky bass kind of weird stuff that they do. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's definitely it's definitely its own thing, and that's what I like about it. I don't know if everyone else will, but we'll see. I'll say maybe I have, and maybe I just don't remember. I don't think I've ever heard a Sean Lennon song. Yeah, he's had any huge. No, I don't think he's had probably any hits at all. I think he put out three or four solo albums, I believe, in like the late '90s, early 2000s, and then he did a lot of random stuff in between. And then it looks like around the 2010s, early 2010s. He got together with Les Claypool and they put out about three albums yeah. um, with that band. So, again, that's uh, the, Les, the, the Claypool, Lennon, Delirium, uh, latest album, South of Reality. Yeah, I'm very interested to see what... It's definitely you know, interesting. Whether you like it or not is another story, but you can't say it's not interesting, I guess. So, so Dominic, what you got? Um, I'm going to recommend an artist that I am... I was uh, just recently listened to this whole album. I did. I was familiar with a few of the songs from it already, but I really love this album 
because it it just paints like a very beautiful picture of this person's life um and it's an artist that i'm not very familiar with outside of this album and i, I am interested to hear more from him in the future um the the artist is called the koreatown oddity okay um and the name of the album is little dominique's nosebleed uh, Dominique, your yeah. other name. Yeah, my the way many people choose to spell my name. Yeah, uh, they don't know how to spell it. Uh, What's the name of that again? The Koreatown Oddity. Is it a band or is it one person? I think it's just one guy. Okay, all right, sounds good. So we got. Um, I'm never gonna remember your thing until I see it like 50 times. Uh, so we got Dominic's Town. album, which is the Koreatown Oddity, and then we got my album, which is the Clay. I'm, I'm gonna see. I'm gonna keep saying this wrong too. You don't, you don't know the any Claypool Lennon Delirium, South of Reality, and then we have Daniel with Rick Astley. What's the name again? Whenever you need somebody. Whenever you need somebody. So give those three albums a listen. And Let us know what you think. We have you, know, you can give comments on our Twitter yeah. page, which is Ken- Kennedy Podcast. Yeah, I'll be. I'll be firing that back up soon. Mm-hmm. So I, actually, you know, I don't like to talk about that until the next episode. Oh, okay. I don't know if that's still a thing. Okay. Um, I want to say the the name of Dominic's album because um, he didn't get to that was um, Little Dominic's Nosebleed. Okay. Um, Sounds so, good. All right, we'll check it out and see you later from the Jersey Shore <coughs> this week, visiting family, and we'll um, we'll talk to you later. Have a good one. Have a good one.